This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the show. The headlines in the sports world continue to be dominated by Anthony Davis and a possible trade out of New Orleans, whether that happens before the Thursday trade deadline or whether it happens this summer. There's so much speculation. Pretty much every hour we learn a new angle about this. It just makes it completely fascinating for somebody watching on the outside looking in. Probably less fascinating if you're the Pelicans organization or really if you're Anthony Davis in his camp right now. And on into the program comes Preston Ellis, who covers the Pelicans for thebirdrights.com and the Bird Calls podcast. Preston, what's going on, man? How have you been enjoying the last couple of weeks here? Ah, it's been very exciting, hasn't it, Seth? I appreciate you having me again. Yeah, no problem. Let's talk about the, the news today. That the Lakers say they, they shut down negotiations. They say outrageous demands here by the Pelicans, which in itself to me is a little outrageous, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I mean, it's pretty fun to be behind the curtain of all this uh, backhanded dealings. They're making everything very public, which almost kind of feels a lot like a reality show. We're able to follow along and keep up with all of this, but the Lakers are at a disadvantage right now, and, and it's well chronicled by now. They simply don't have what Boston has, what New York has, and the only thing that they can do right now is promote chaos, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, it's, it's obvious where all this information that Brad Turner's getting, that Tanya Aguli is getting, it's all coming from the Lakers' front office. They're trying to pressure the Pelicans into a corner, not just to deal with them, but also to deal with them this year so that they can make a playoff push and not waste the prime year of LeBron James. As everybody probably knows, the Lakers are in the 10th position right now, and I think they've got the third hardest schedule in the NBA going forward. So it's not even a given that they get into the playoffs without Anthony Davis. So obviously there's a lot of pressure on the Lakers' front office to get this deal done, and to get it done immediately. So they're going to try a bunch of different tactics, but as you saw, they said they're not completely removing themselves. They said they're happy to re-engage the talks if the Pelicans address them. But right now they are just hoping that Dems meets them somewhat in the middle. It's, it's not an unfair offer. Obviously the Pelicans can get more if they're patient, but you never know. The Pelicans might say at some point, you know what, we just don't want to deal with this for the next five months. Let's just shake hands and get something now and just move on. Hopefully they don't do that. So let's talk about the last offer that the the Lakers made, the godfather offers, what they're calling it. I argued yesterday, Preston, and I still didn't think it was enough. They basically added Brandon Ingram and then a draft pick that's going to be at the end of the first round and salary cap relief, which really, if the Pelicans are rebuilding, who cares about salary cap relief at that point? So they didn't really add much, but uh, do you think that that offer was closer maybe to getting the deal done? I don't think the offer is close enough to get the deal done. What's confusing about all of this is we're getting two different stories. The story that the Lakers is trying to spin is that this is originally what the Pelicans asked for when they organized their first offer over the weekend, I think on Friday or Saturday night, when they just had two or three players in one first-round pick. Of course, they upgraded to two first-round picks and added Solomon Hill, and then the Pelicans still rebuffed them, and they've got their hands up in the air as if this is something that the Pelicans did ask for, and then the Pelicans are just then going and asking for more on top of that. So I can, I can sense the frustration from the Lakers' side if, if that is, in fact, what's going on. But with that being said, there, there's, there's no telling why this wouldn't be available. Um, 
in the summer, Mark Stein on uh, the Dunk On podcast just said it's downright laughable to think that the Lakers would move on at any point. Who are they going to chase? Jimmy Butler, who's in his early 30s. Clay Thompson, who's likely not going to leave Golden State. Kyrie Irving, who has his choice between Boston and New York right now. Why would he want to go west and team back up with LeBron James? So there's, there's a lot of uncertainties. This is the surest thing. He's a Rich Paul client. He wants to be in Los Angeles. He wants to re-sign there. They know it, and they have to have him. The Lakers are in a desperate position right now. So we know between now and Thursday at 3 p.m., this, this is not going to be the last we hear of the, of the Lakers. They're probably behind closed doors going to come back with another counter offer. And we may hear about it, we may not, but we have to hope at that point that Del Demps still uh, says no. Ah, you, the trigger word for me, Del Demps. I don't believe that he should be involved in this process. And I, I know Mickey Loomis is involved in all these discussions now, but maybe they are just trolling the Lakers here, which is just fantastic from my perspective. But why wouldn't the, the Pelicans wait until they restructure the front office, bring in a new general manager, because we all know that's what's going to happen uh, over the summer before you pull the trigger on any AD deal. Yeah, obviously that's that's what should happen and what probably will happen. You do have to have somebody running the show, and as we've all talked about, Mickey Lewis doesn't have a lot of experience in the basketball department. Obviously, consultant Danny Ferry could take over in Del Demp's place, and we, we have no idea. Maybe he already has done that. But at this point in time, we have to expect that this summer the Pelicans are going to be a hot commodity for the Sam Hankies, the David Griffins, the Troy Weavers, maybe a Mike Zarin from the Boston Celtics, which would help facilitate that trade between Boston and, and New Orleans because you would have a uh, friendly fire, so to speak, between Zarin and Danny Ainge. But right now, uh, Dell Demps is probably not going to trade Anthony Davis. That is something that an incoming general manager would want the power behind. But you do still have to have somebody answering the phones Gauging the interest of Drew Holiday, of Nikola Meritich, of Julius Randle, of Etwan Moore, maybe of an Alfred Payton, you do have to have somebody who knows basketball, who knows how these things work. And unless they do get that god that Godfather offer that you spoke about a little bit earlier, that's that's the only case scenario where he might go to Gale or he might go to Mickey and say, "Look, I don't think you guys are going to get a better offer than this." Good stuff here from Preston Ellis of the Bird Rights and the Bird Calls podcast. So, so some other news today is people around the league, and and I think this is also coming from the Lakers camp trying to sow chaos here. Reports that people are getting frustrated that the Pelicans aren't playing Anthony Davis and has no intentions to. And I say, fine, they're still paying him, right, Preston? There's he, that's what they owe him. They don't owe him time on the court. I don't know why they would play Anthony Davis at this point. Now, this is another tool that Rich Paul and the Los Angeles Lakers can utilize to try to push this deal right now. Because not only are they going to have Adam Silver in the New Orleans Pelicans organization here, they're also going to file a complaint in uh, the NBA Players Union. And in addition to that, we know that Anthony Davis has Rachel Nichols here over at ESPN on the jump. He's given her multiple exclusive interviews in the past few years. So they have those kind of guys. They've got Chris Haynes who can continue forwarding these stories and make things uncomfortable for the Pelicans and kind of back them into a corner. With that being said, there is precedence for this. Just two years ago, Eric Bledsoe was shut down for the remaining two months of the season, and nobody did anything about it. Was it awkward? Yeah, it was awkward. But number two, Eric Bledsoe never uh, requested a trade, at least not during that season. Later the next season, early on, he said, I don't want to be here, famously on Twitter. But Anthony Davis has publicly requested a trade. It's in the best interest of the New Orleans Pelicans organization not to play him. Because as Rachel Nichols said today, if something should happen, a stress fracture, something as as simple as a sprained ankle where you diminish some of his value, that greatly affects the future of this franchise. So, no, you can't afford to take that risk. Are they going to let him play in the All-Star game? Probably. Should they? Maybe not. 
But I think at this point, we can all expect not to see Anthony Davis in a Pelicans uniform beyond that day in Charlotte. No, and I don't think there's any way that Adam Silver will get involved, nor should he get involved. I mean, do we really want the commissioner going around the league telling teams who they should play and when they should play him again? I understand it's ugly here, but Anthony Davis and Rich Paul were the ones that started this ugly mess a couple of weeks ago. Definitely, and I think the Pelicans also have the ear of Adam Silver because they have complained twice about tampering, and Adam Silver has heeded their call two different occasions. He sent out a league-wide memo to everyone warning them of the ramifications of such a deal, and then he fined Anthony Davis $50,000 just last week. So I think he is in their corner on this, working alongside Gail Benson, who it sounds like is doing a terrific job with him thus far through this whole process. The Pelicans have really been the steady hand. It's the Lakers who are coming across as desperate all of this. So I do think all of this is going to smooth over. However, it is going to be an uncomfortable five months. The national media is going to com- uh, continue you know, pelting the New Orleans Pelicans organization. But at the end of all of this, I think this is going to end rather well for us. Is it maybe a, a weird fact of coincidence or, or lucky here that Mickey Loomis is actually a president of basketball operations, even though I don't think he should be there, and a lot of people think that he should leave that position this summer, but maybe the Pelicans got lucky by having a guy that has spent two years going through these really intense negotiations in the NFL, so he's not going to bend to this crazy pressure that the Lakers are putting on? Definitely, and I think it also helps that he has personal history with Danny Ainge. Now, May that negatively affect him if he deals with Ainge and he gets, you know, hoodwinked? Maybe. But we also think that by that point in time, they'll have a legitimate general manager in Del Demp's place who's there to help Mickey Loomis. But his conversations ongoing with Danny Ainge have to help. Danny has to be very frank with him, tell them what they are expected or are able to offer him this summer and why he shouldn't do that deal now. And I think that's probably a very good-natured conversation that they're having. I don't think he's trying to dupe him in any manner of respect. But with that being said, you are 100% right in that the Pelicans, when they do go out and target a general manager, if they do want to make a home run swing and go for somebody like the guys I mentioned before, Hinky, Griffin, Weaver, or Mike Zarin, it might be worth it to offer them an elevated position above the one that Dell Demps currently has and just go ahead and call them vice president of basketball operations as well as general manager and give them that title, which might make this job even more appealing to them. Yep, no doubt. Carrot on the end of the stick here. Dangle that AD trade, get some premier front office talent uh, back here along with on-the-court talent in any trade. Finally, Preston, uh, you know this is coming. Where do you predict Anthony Davis will end up, and when will he leave the Pelicans? I would like to say the New York Knicks, because that probably promises Zion Williamson in the return, but I ultimately think that the marriage partner is going to be the Boston Celtics, uh, just based on the previous relationship between Loomis and Ainge. And this has always been coming for the past three years. Uh, they've been holding on to this, this war chest of assets, and they've passed up guys that they could have acquired, the Paul Georges, the Kawhi Leonard's, the Jimmy Butler's, and it's always been in waiting for this. Here it is. They're the best trade partner on paper, regardless of what you think of them or their tactics on uh, this past season promoting trade offers for Anthony Davis. It just makes too much sense. They have too many things that the Pelicans can use, and I think that's ultimately what's going to come to pass. All right. We will see if that happens. Preston Ellis of thebirdrights.com and the Bird Calls podcast at Preston Ellis on Twitter. Preston, uh, just getting started with all this, I think. We'll talk to you again, I know, down the road. Thanks so much. Can't wait. There he goes. What do you think? Do you agree with this prediction there? What do you think Anthony Davis ends up? Also, what do you think about the Lakers pulling out of these trade talks, calling the Pelicans' requests 
outrageous. Well, Lakers, you've kind of been outrageous in this process. So is Clutch Sports. So is Rich Paul. So is pretty much everybody involved except, I think, the actual Pelicans organization here. Regardless of how well you think they've been run or how poorly you think they've been run in the past. Love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. Come on, Pels fans, NBA fans. It's area code 504-260-1870. And our text line is 870-870. More AD trade talk coming up next on The Last Lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.